Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we have two happy people on set today. One that's not feeling great because it is Tuesday and that means Trade Machine Tuesday is back. Happy Trade Machine Tuesday to those who celebrate. And I'm really upset that we're already doing this and it's still May. Lord have mercy. Why are you so upset about this? Because Trade Machine Tuesday almost broke me last year. Oh, well, buckle up. Because <laughs> I feel like it's going to be even worse it's, this year. It's going to be a million times worse this I year. I know. We're going like, to break that damn did we, oh side. Did we even goodness. have a trade in the offseason last year? No. Whoa. But we did we one speculated. every Tuesday <laughs> for the whole go. entire offseason. Buckle up. Mostly around, oh my goodness gracious. Well, hopefully you guys are excited. Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast, everybody. We got Trade Machine Tuesday fired up and ready to go for you guys. Do we though? We do. It's not really official until we hear it. And you know what it is. Oh boy. Come on. Train machine Tuesday. <laughs> Let's Train go! Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Train machine Tuesday is back. It's official, everybody. Here we go. Let's dive on in. Espo, you want to start us off? Which one would you like to start uh, with today? Let's do the Portland one first, okay. Emma, if you don't mind. Or the Pistons one. <laughs> Portland, Detroit. Let, let's go random. It all has a P in it. Uh, so this one. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, oh. Uh, anyways, uh, oh. let's look at this one. This is the biggest pipe dream of them all, right? This is the, the probably ain't going to happen, but I like it. So I'm going to bring it up anyways. I'm so here for this one. This one. Uh, when you look at it, I think actually is probably the best of the bunch. Portland gets DeAndre Ayton, so they get a running mate uh, out there for Dame. Uh, supposedly he likes DeAndre Ayton. The Suns take on Anthony Simons and his new contract, and they get the number 23 pick, not the number three pick, the number 23 pick, which I believe uh, Portland acquired from the Knicks. So you get a draft pick, which means a cheap contract that can hopefully help your depth. You get a young guy that can score, uh, and Portland gets DeAndre Ayton to try to keep Dame happy. Again, I think this is a bit of a pipe dream, but if uh, this hit my desk and I'm James Jones, I'm saying, yep, let's do this. Let's send it to the league before you can think about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it, Anthony Simmons is a, is Simons is a hell of a player. Don't get me wrong. Um, the 23 pick is the one that I'm like, 
But what what is that really going to do? I know we want to talk about it could be depth, but you know somebody at that range and this in this particular draft, I don't know if they're gonna you're gonna find the kind of player that you could develop by the end of the season to be uh, you know a suitable uh, beneficial part to this roster, but. It, it could happen again. My hesitation with all this, when when we're talking about the draft picks outside of the top three, is this franchise has just not really been all in on the scouting, and they mm-hmm. haven't been all in on the player development as much as they should have been. And I I do have fear about that. They also did just fire two scouts, so they're already down two people in that department what do you what do you, those so, i mean from what we heard james jones likes to run lights so those well that's what i'm saying the so only do you even have scouts. a scouting department at this point <laughs> like, those the only two guys do we even have one at this point i get your point so i i do um but i think anthony simons uh i don't know i think i would i would pull the trigger on this one for sure <sighs> Because mostly because of the three point shooting. So he attempted 9.13s per game this year and shot 37% from deep. Yeah, like, look, to me, this is probably the best name you'd be able to get in return for DeAndre Eaton. The 23rd pick, you hope that you can wind up turning that into somebody that could be depth, a 3 and D guy, some, you know, something like that that maybe you can develop. In the long run, I'm not focusing so much on the 23rd pick. I think Simons is the guy that you go, wow, this could be our third for years to come, could wind up being that second alongside Devin Booker as KD ages out. Uh, that's why I'm so interested in it when you look at it as a whole, not so much draft pick. Um, okay, so Joe in the chat says Portland has Nurkic under contract as well, and they'd have to get rid of him. Would him, Simons, and Little for Aiton and Shamit be a better trade? I Nurkic is a lot. It's a lot of money. To, I know that's a, not a great contract. Look, I don't know what it is off the top of we, my head, but let me look it up. We'd find out real quick if any center can play in, for the Suns like everybody believes. I mean, in, in that case, I think, yeah, Nurkic is a lot of money. But you go, okay, is it better than what I'm going to get out of out of Aiton and Shamit if I add Simons, uh, you know, and, and that's what you have to weigh. Again, I don't know that Portland is even going to sniff any of this. So so Nurkic has three years left on his contract. He's got about 16.9 this year, 18.1 next year, 19.4 the following year. Yeah. And I'm rounding numbers here, but yeah. that's what roughly what we're looking at. That's a lot of money. I don't know. Saul? No. No? No. I'm not a big Nurkic fan. I think that deal's worse than the one we just talked about because you're paying a tax now on top of it, and yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but it's just if if I'm the Blazers, I'm gonna try and get out of that contract as well. Like I'm going to try and attach him to whatever trade is coming my way because while I'm kind of doing you a solid here too, because you're trying to get out of. Your situation with Aiden. You want to give me Nurkic, then that 23 has got to start to become talks about the third. Yeah. Like, uh, you want me to take take your bad contracts because you made mistakes and give you a guy that you believe has potential, then yeah, let's let's get let's get crazy here. Now, yeah. in that regard, in that regard, yes. I, 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 would, I would definitely be open to that discussion to take on Nurkic, but you're getting the number three as well because you're going to take on that salary. You're going to trade them D.A., um, and then you move the needle with that. Okay, I'm listening because that number three pick to me 
especially if you can get a guy like Scoot, I, I think it's valuable, and I think that's worth it. I think I think it all comes down to does Dame like DeAndre Ayton that much? Yeah. If he does, that front office is so desperate to make him happy that I think that they take an opportunity to make a big swing if, if DA is one of the guys that, that Dame wants. It'll be interesting. Hello in the chat said, Nurk hasn't played 70 games since 2018 season. True, but, uh, I mean, the Suns star players haven't played 70, 70 games, uh, you know, every single year. You know, Chris Paul's True. hurt. Devin Booker missed 25-plus games. Like, I don't really care about, about that. Are they healthy during the playoffs? That's all I care about. Can they be healthy during the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at the next one. We can go to the Detroit one this time, the Pistons. Uh, on this one, Suns get Alec Burks, Marvin Bagley the third, and a 2023 first rounder, which would be uh, the number five overall pick for DeAndre Ayton. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Okay, so first and foremost, Marvin Bagley has two years left on his contract, mm -hmm. and there's no options on either side. It's fully guaranteed. It's about twelve and a half million dollars each year. Now, could Marvin potentially bring something good enough off the bench? I think that's the gamble that you're taking with this one. Alec Burks, though, I'm not mad at it either. He's averaged 12.8 points, 3.1 rebounds, 2.2 assists, and 51 games this season. Um, and he averaged 4.7 three-point attempts per game, shooting 41.4%. My biggest thing right now is I'm looking at the three-point attempts and their percentage because I feel like I would love – as much as we uh, had a good time talking about the mid-range assassins that this team was supposed to be, I would love some three-point shooters. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Alec Burks is is a good player. He's a little long in the tooth. He's been around for like 12 years, I believe. He's he is a veteran. Yeah. Um, I, 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 he's, he's, good. he's good depth. Uh, I'll give you that. Marvin Bagley, I feel like if you trade DA for Marvin Bagley, you're basically doing the same shit where you get an inconsistent player, um, questions about the motor uh, has not been able to play at the level that you know that the draft expectations have placed upon him. Um, wildly, wildly inconsistent. So, is a, a situation of moving back to his home state going to benefit him, or is it going to just accentuate the problems? I don't know. Um, that fifth pick, too. Again, like I, I agree. Uh, you know, it, it to me, it's a top three player draft. And after that, yes, you can find some some really, really good players. But again, I'm going to keep going back to this. Do I trust the Suns organization and what they are seeing talent-wise in the draft based off of what James Jones basically uh, said a year ago that he doesn't really value it? Uh, probably not. Look, I'm okay with Marvin Bagley. He's making $12.5 million and he'd be a bench guy. It's not like paying max money to DeAndre Ayton to be your starting center and expect him to be the third uh, guy on your team. But uh, do I think this is enough of a return? Probably not unless you have subsequent moves that you're looking at that you go, okay, this gives us some of the depth we're looking for, and there's that secondary move that gives us something to really help uh, with the starting unit and whatnot. So this would be a eh move for me if mm. if it came to fruition is there a move with the pistons where maybe you could swap centers instead because they do have quite a few uh somebody in the chat freddie said i would ask for jalen duran then then you also have isaiah stewart you have james wiseman as well who's on i'd take uh, isaiah stewart 
Yeah, I would take Isaiah Stewart because that dude does not play down low. Like he will, he will, he'll stick his forearm in your chest. He'll chase down LeBron on the court. He doesn't give a shit. I want to, I want a crazy man like that. So I would be about some Isaiah Stewart for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could find a point or you know, a backup center. They've got Corey Joseph who could be a backup point guard. But again, even with all that, I still think you're getting you're getting less than you would probably yeah. hope for DeAndre Ayton. Now, I'm not crazy. I don't think you're going to get a king's ransom for DeAndre Ayton, but I also think you don't just give him away to give him away. And I feel like any of these Detroit deals may just be give him away to give him away. Yeah, you, it's going to be a not lowered expectations, but like I said yesterday, you have to have realistic expectations mm-hmm. for a DA trade. There does seem to be rumors that there is greater value out there, but other teams see greater value in DA than we do as a fan base anyway. Um, but you never know. So well, you, you can't, like you said, Saul, you can't trade him saying he's the he was a former first-round pick max player and expect to get that in return. Well, yeah, yeah. and, you know, you, you just have to accept that you're not dealing from a position of, of strength in these negotiations either. Mm-hmm. The only reason I think Portland may give up more is the Dame factor, like we talked about. But unless you have somebody pressuring the front office to make the move, I don't think you're going to get a King's Ransom. I, again, I, I think with DA, he's such a unique situation because I do feel like beauty is eye, is in the eye of the beholder. I do think that there are legitimately some executives out there that think that he could be a difference maker for mm-hmm. their franchise, and they don't like listen uh, until the Nuggets fans actually watched DA in this series. They too thought, "Why do they hate DA so much? I don't get it. I don't understand it." And they questioned it and questioned it and questioned it. Then they saw it firsthand. They're like, "Oh shit, yeah, I can. I kind of get why." Well, we had to watch. But, but even after yeah. they saw it, they still like what DA brings, just not as a max guy. Yeah, they yeah. still gave yeah. him props for the way that he was able to battle against Jokic, even though he wasn't able to do anything to I, stop him. I did not see that. I saw them giving Jock props, but I did not see them giving. DeAndre I did. Old. Look, maybe they gave him props for helping them win. <laughs> I no, mean, I, I legitimately saw their fan base talking positively about DA. Mm. Now, not as a max player again, but still had positive things. If DeAndre Ayton was making 16, 17 million a year, I think we're all singing a different tune, but 30, 33 million, mm-hmm. that's, that, you just can't play that way. And I think the whole league would like him a lot more if he was making less money, but that the reality is he's got the max deal now. Yeah. So you have to factor that in. To all this, there, yes. there are also some other pieces that the Pistons have um, that you know. Hey, you, you might be able to to finagle uh, a position or two to get what you need. Uh, Killian Hayes, the Suns were very excited about Killian Hayes coming out of the draft a couple years ago. He's a good prospect. Um, there, there, there's there's some movable pieces here. You, they mentioned Duran. I, honestly, like I'm not a big James Wiseman guy, but he's on that roster. Um, he could be somebody that could be considered maybe your second or third backup big to develop if you feel like your development program can actually be worth a shit. So I, I think there are movable pieces, but again, to Espo's point, you are you are taking a gamble no matter what. If you're trading DA, you're gambling on that trade, and whatever you get back, you're hoping that you get at least one piece that you know you could fit in, and then you might have to take a couple other pieces that are kind of flyers. So, yeah. Well, the chat hated that one. Yeah, so. they didn't like it. Well, understandable. Uh, we have one final one, and this is based off a rumor 
that came out that the uh, Houston Rockets might be interested in Chris Paul. Why? I'm not sure, but I said, why not? Let's put it in the trade machine uh, and concoct something. The nice thing about this is you save a lot of salary because Houston is way under the cap. So you could do a Kenyon Martin Jr. and the number 20 pick and save money. Uh, They absorb that into the cap. You get a guy that's been rumored to have some interest in Phoenix and uh, in Kenyon Martin Jr., you get the 20th pick. You get off some money so you can go dabble a little in free agency. Now, we've heard the, you know, uh, CP3 is going to be the starting guard. We heard that from national sources, going to be the starting point guard. Subterfuge season. I don't buy it. I don't think they're going to pay him $30 million a year to be the starting point guard next year if they have championship aspirations. I like that he's 22 years old, and I like that a lot of people out in um, in Houston are talking about if he were given the opportunity to have more consistent minutes that they think he could be a much better player than what he is currently. There's some upside. There's some upside. Um, I would do this trade in a millisecond because you get off of the Chris Paul deal uh, and you move on. More importantly, and I think this, I, I do think that th- it's time for this franchise to move on. I'm going to say something later on down the road in this episode that's probably going to counteract that, but that's okay. Um, but I, I like Kenny Martin Jr. Um, he's a good, he's a, he's a very solid role player. Mm-hmm. Uh, this deal does nothing for you outside of get you away from Chris Paul yeah, and frees opens, up some money. Yeah, it opens up your free money. agency yeah. options as well. I just. I still, uh, we heard the rumor that Houston's interested, but I don't get why uh, with where they're at. Uh, like, does Chris Paul, outside of the owner maybe liking him from from his time in Houston, does Chris Paul really change any of your fortunes there as the Rockets? Does Chris Paul even want to go back to Houston and play for a team that has no championship aspirations? The rumor didn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but... This was looking I mean, at one way to make it happen. If you're trying to sell it, I guess you could maybe say that he brings leadership to a team. He can teach some of their younger guys a thing or two, maybe share some knowledge, some wisdom. That's like your biggest selling point, I think, at this point. Yeah, I just don't know. I think Chris is going to have a hand in whatever happens here because if he doesn't want to play for a team – He's going to be like, well, I'm not going to show up there. Yeah, it's true. Like, so that that complicates things. I, just, I don't, I I was, don't know why he'd want to be in Houston. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Just to clarify, uh, I mentioned Killian Hayes only because I know the Suns had interest in him in the draft, not because I think he would be phenomenal. Um, can I throw out a rogue one that I saw on the internet a that I'm trade? not bad at? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay, so Kevin Zimmerman tweeted this one out last night after the game, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, D.A. and Landry Shamit for LeBron James. What say you? LeBron. The math maths. I said I was going to get to that later on at the end of the show. I, God I, damn it. How am I supposed damn to know it. what you're talking about later on in the was show in the you kept it a secret from me? <laughs> I didn't know she was going to pull that hat, rabbit out of her hat. I literally sent it in our group chat today. Yeah, I, I thought you would know. I didn't know. It is not going to happen. Okay, we'll save that one for later then. I'll ask you guys your opinions on that in about 20, 30 minutes or so. Okay. So Okay. The the idea that DeMar DeRozan and Aiton make any sense to, for a trade, then, then Chicago has to get off Vucevic. Like, 
how does that make Chicago better? We've talked to our CHL Bulls guys, and they're like, yeah, none of them have, want anything to do with Aiton in Chicago, and they have a pretty good finger on the pulse there. I, I and this become you thought it was the MIDI committee, the the mid range assassins this year. Holy hell, you had Oof. Demar Derozan. Oof. Nobody's shooting threes anymore. Everybody's no. at the elbow. Nope, we're just gonna death by a thousand cuts. All right. Well, that's uh for now, our last trade machine Tuesday of the week. Of the week, we will <laughs> have more. Well, maybe Thursday. Let's be honest. There's a good possibility <laughs> we bring up more trades throughout this week. Trade um, machine. But next Thursday. Tuesday for sure. Come back so, again. I will say this too. In this comment, somebody says, "Sure, why not? Phoenix can be a retirement home." I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I. We talking about the LeBron thing? Right? I'm a little. Yeah. I. I. Well, and, and even Demar Derozan, he's getting up okay. there in age too. Like, yeah. not every superstar that's coming down to the end of their career needs to come to Phoenix. I like, agree. Well, there should be. We. I think what what the Suns have got to be very careful of is not going so so all in uh, with veterans that will only have a short shelf life that they completely miss out on the fact that they need to develop. And draft at, at a good solid level because that's what keeps your funnel going. If you don't do that, you fall off the face of the earth, and you got another three or four years of just mediocrity until you can rectify that. Look, I'm point. I'm going to defend the chat a day after I roasted them. I get the thinking in a lot of this because all we've heard is two year window, got to win now. Mm -hmm. So I understand the well, Demar Derozan, it's a name and it can help you win. But like I said yesterday, I don't think you can build this like a fantasy basketball team. I think you got to build this with the idea of depth and some youth that could grow and all these things and and adding another DeMar DeRozan, I don't you know, another big older name, I don't think puts you that much closer. I mean, if we're going all that way, Dagoon said let's see if Nash can still play. Oh, <laughs> nah, he's going to be coaching Toronto, so just kidding, just kidding. All right, let's move right on along to our next topic. Uh, first and foremost, though, if you have not downloaded the BetMGM app, you absolutely are missing out on some great stuff. Every Wednesday and Saturday, they're just giving you a bonus bet on the house for free. All you have to do is log in. That's it. it. Quite literally, tomorrow, all you do is you log in your BetMGM app, and there you go, a free bet automatically delivered right to you. It does expire after 72 hours, so make sure you use it sooner rather than later and bonus bets can only be used on any sport wagers for more information you can check out the show notes for full details and if you have not signed up for bet mgm yet make sure you sign up using that bonus code phmx because there's a few different offers they've got for you depending on where you live but for our arizona audience you'll get up to 100 dollars in bonus bets on your first wager again if you use that bonus code phnx when you sign up i used the free bet on uh saturday mm -hmm. and uh, bet on cricket, went to the old school, of bet it on plus did. 1800. <laughs> I lost, but it was fun. And you didn't lose any money in the I meantime. Didn't. No, it was fun. Exactly. It's always so much more fun when you're betting with other people's money. Oh, yeah. And Bet MGM oh, yeah. is like, here's some money oh, yeah. for, on us. Have yeah. fun. Have a I, great time. So I went and I went, what's live right now with, with high odds? So maybe I can get a nice little uh, bounce to my Saturday. And I did it. And it was cricket. So there you go. All right. Now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimers. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And of course, if you are looking to check out a D-backs game this summer, maybe hit up a concert, game time is the place to get your tickets from for any Lizzo upcoming tomorrow. games or concerts you want to go to. Are you going to Lizzo? Fuck no, I'm not going to Lizzo. I would love to. Lizzo would be such a fun show to go to. Well, that, John, Johnny Venerable is going to Lizzo. Is he? Oh, hold on. How fun. Yeah, that... Why ain't I going? Let's find out what what it would well, cost. Well, you know, Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. So if you want to go to Lizzo tomorrow night, you can snag the tickets without the Maybe stress with Game Time. Eighty four bucks. Hey, that's not in. bad at all. Footprint. Yeah, footprint. Right down the right down the road. That's really not Where a bad I, price to get into Lizzo. Um, and you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, just create an account, redeem that code PHNX. For $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Yeah, I, I got my wife uh, Kelly Clarkson tickets up in Vegas, front row on, uh, on game time. That'll so. be fun. Thanks, guys. So, Thanks, game time. So I want to go back to something. Are we done with the ad reads? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go back. I want to go back to something. All right. So I think, I think as a collective, we all need to rethink how we're attacking this offseason because I feel like. For the most part, the fan base is attacking the the structure of this roster the same way they have done so in the past. And the problem with that is, is that the rules have changed. The salary cap yep. has changed. The 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 escalators have changed. And if you hit those those thresholds, you lose out on things. Like, and so that's where like my mindset, and this is where the NBA completely effed the Suns is that I truly do believe that if the rules were in place literally days before that trade is is made with Kevin Durant, I don't know if the Suns would have made that trade because that put him in a bind. I, and, and, I, and I think as you move forward and you're, and you're talking about the construction of this roster, yes, I know it's a two-year window, but because of the salary limitations now and the way that, that, that the, the league has, has worked this, you got to be very, very careful of not putting yourself in a position where you basically cost yourself another couple years, and instead, and then by by doing so, cost yourself a couple years of good runs with Devin Booker. So I know the championship window is here because you got to take advantage of Kevin Durant being still, you know, a viable piece of your franchise. But if you go too far, then you you run the risk of becoming irrelevant when he's done. And I don't want that to happen. You are 100% correct on you have to uh, approach this mentally differently this year. But we talked about this yesterday, and I thought I thought about it afterwards. The Suns had to have an idea of the framework of what was coming up in the CBA because they announced it pretty well, a week or two after after the deadline. So they had to understand the parameters. Uh, and, and I think you still probably make the deal even – even in this current world, based on the fact that you knew you weren't locked into CP3's deal and that you could find takers for Aiden. Now, if CP3 was locked in and you couldn't get out of that $30 million, 
you would have been insane to make the make this deal with the current rules because you wouldn't have any of the exceptions. Uh, you would have basically had to fill out the entire roster with veteran minimum guys and anything you could get in trade. There are some maneuvering options here, but you're right. You have to do this smartly and deftly because if you don't, at the end of Katie's run, you may have to look at trading Booker to get anything to to put you in a position for success in a five year span. Because Oof. because and everything can change, but like we've seen this, you hang on to a group too long, the well runs dry, and you've screwed yourself for multiple years. That's how the ten year drought started. They held on to Steve Nash well past his viability. They had no young guys because they had sacrificed the draft to either selling picks or making trades to try to go all in. And then you wound up with nothing for years. And and that's the risk you run here is if you don't thread this needle right and you don't win the title, you could be left holding the bag with absolutely nothing to show for it. It is very much championship or bust in this because there's a chance you you hit hard times after and and that's and that's why i think in in these trade scenarios i think it is it is valuable to get young pieces that have maybe had a year or two in the league that can actually contribute but they're still young they can still develop within your system i think that would be the ideal move for the suns um if, if there was talent out there like that i know like a guy like lou dort is not available right but you, if, if you're smart about this, you can find, you know, guys that fit your system and develop. Now, we don't even know what the system is because we don't even know what the head coach mm-hmm. is. But um, but James Jones, you would think, has has seen that before. He's seen that development before within not only uh, a program that he's been involved with, but also, you know, watching a guy like Pat Riley move around and how he works the system and, and different things like that. So. Hopefully yeah. the Suns will be in a good position moving forward. But again, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Like the rules have changed and we got to be aware of that as we move forward. Too. But it doesn't really seem like, and I feel like James Jones has kind of alluded to that. He doesn't really like the idea of having younger players on a team and developing them. And thus why I think you have to be considering, do I bring in a GM, a GM. under him or without him as a part of it? Because if you don't, again, if you don't do this right, you, you screw yourself. Yeah. We could be back to 19 win seasons yeah. for a hot minute. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully not that bad. But like, but it could be. You do not want to wind up in NBA purgatory where you're good but not good enough and you're the seventh or eighth seed and you're getting first round outs and, and there's no path for a future, you have to do this right in every single facet of it to put you in championship contention over these next two years, but put yourself in a position to succeed. You've, you're have you already behind the eight ball. You dealt four first-round picks. So now you got to get even smarter than you had to before. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's worse to be in that kind of like limbo where you're good, but you're not good enough. Yes. I would rather be fully at the bottom rebuilding and like legitimately have a plan to rebuild than in that middle mm-hmm. ground area. Million like percent. that's, that's purgatory. Oh yeah. That's, that, that's, 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 yeah. that's the, the theme for life. That's the dark place. Well, you ever dated was- somebody and you just told me like, I don't know where I stand. Am I like cool? Am I bad? I don't know. Still go on dates, but there's no, there's no clicking. Yeah, what's the point? We've it's all like, been in we jobs like that too, where you're like, yeah. 
I don't know what the future is with any of this. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was the end of the Nash era. Warm feelings right now. I'm just here so I don't get fined on a crazy Tuesday. If you're feeling defensive, that's on you. I've had many other jobs. (laughs) She's just talking about trade machine Tuesdays. That's the only Tuesdays. I feel like I wake up and I just dread the day. (laughs) She's like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding. All right, let's talk about Mikel Bridges. I know he's not on the Suns anymore, but he did go on a podcast recently and he did share some thoughts around the Suns and then moving on from Coach Monty Williams. Really interested in though, man, is like you seem like a really good dude. Mm -hmm. Who I know is a good dude because I'm from New Orleans is Monty Williams. Yeah. You leave that team, when you get KD, everybody expects, all right, this is it. Yeah. Like this is a wrap. We got KD and Book, two of the greatest scorers of our era. It's just going to happen. That team doesn't get it. Monty gets fired. When you look back at what type of man he is, what type of coach he is, what's kind of your feeling on that whole situation? And do you expect him to land somewhere in this culture cycle with all these teams open? Kind of like I said with me about being traded and being like, like I'm happy it was me that I could be able to go through it. I feel like Monty's one of them guys that just like, I know he'll be okay. Obviously, it's going to hurt. Like, I'm not no damn robot. Like, obviously, that shit hurt, but like, I'll be okay. And I think mine's the same guy that's just like a lot of adversity, a lot of things he's been through. Like, this is another part of it. And he's just, he going to get through it. And he knows he's a hell of a coach. He probably knows about the situation and shit. Because I, I, me personally, I would say Monty ain't the problem. But who the fuck am I? I just say Monty ain't the problem. But he's going to be great somewhere else. He's going to get another chance and he's going to be all right. But yeah. I love I love the he says it and then he backs up and I go, well, who the fuck am I? Right. Like maybe my opinion doesn't work. Look, I think this is a guy defending a coach that he really liked uh, in a situation. Just saying, look, I didn't have the problem with him. And, you know, what? we all know if you were Imani's uh, in Imani's click his fave five, you were good. Right. Mm-hmm. It was those that were on the outside, the DAs and others, that mm-hmm. that I think had the problems. So Mikhail was always a favorite. So, of course, he's going to have nice things to say about Monty. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think you have to have that perspective in what he's saying. So my biggest concern here, um, I don't want to speculate at all on what Mikhail was alluding to. And he didn't clarify what he was kind of saying as far as Monty wasn't the problem. I don't even know if he was trying to point the finger at somebody else, but he didn't specifically say what he was talking about within that. But it opens the door for a lot of people to use that as a way to point the finger at somebody else. And this is why I don't like this clip, because everyone's going to inevitably point the finger at DeAndre Ayton. Well, no, because DeAndre was Mikhail's boy. That's what I'm saying, I though. Think, like, I don't think Mikhail's going to throw shade at DA. This where, where he could be pointing a okay, finger well, and doesn't want to. Maybe you have another theory yeah, because all think? I've seen was it's DA. He's talking well, about DA, and I'm like, but Mikhail and DA were like BFFs. He's not. T- if I don't, I, and I don't. Let me make this clear. I do not Again, think, this is why I hate this. We're I about to speculate right this. now. God, you brought you open the door, right? You open the door. If if oh, he's no. talking about one guy and whose team it is, and it's not, you know, it's he's talking about Devin, and he's not. That's the thing. Why would he t- why would he throw his guy under the bus in in, in DeAndre Aiden? This is simply a guy defending a coach that he really liked. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. He's just saying. 
I didn't think Monty was the problem because he had just finished saying, Monty would be all right. He's my kind of guy. That's all it is. Don't overblow this. And that's what I want it to be. And that's what I'm going to go with here is that he was just trying to give Monty some love and some credit for what he was able to do in the last few years that he was with the Suns. But I already have seen it create this whirlwind of, okay, he's talking about this person. He's talking about that person. Let's point all the blame at them instead. Blaming Landry Shamit. <sighs> So Where are we going, you Saul? You got the, you got got that Joker look on your face. Just, no, I, I'm afraid of what I'm about to say, so I don't want to say it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I would, I definitely agree with Espo. I think it's just he's back in his guy. He he loves he loves money. Um, he loves how how uh, you know their relationship, and um, I think that's about it. He's just backing him up, and that's it. Like. Yeah. Again, for Mikhail, you know, Mikhail was here for 0.5 seconds under the in the Ishbia era, and that was about it. So he's not talking about that. So it's he could so, be. Josh what, in the chat I mean, said Ishbia. I mean, Rick he, says he, Chris Paul. He, he, oh, come on, Ishbia literally took the team over 24 hours and before the trade Mikhail. went down. If like, I'm Mikhail, I'm feeling some type of way okay, about that. Okay, but he's not like, oh, Matt Ishbia is the problem. <laughs> he wouldn't even know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just joking. I love that Lindsay's like, I don't want to speculate, but Matt Ishbia. <laughs> <laughs> I also said Chris Paul. Don't even. I'm just reading what I mean, the chat could, is saying right be, now. It could be Chris Paul. But I'm I mean, literally just reading what the chat is saying. But you know what? Mikhail doesn't strike me like a guy that's going to bite his tongue He's not. on a show like this because we heard him on the old man and the three say things. And like, I could see him where if they're. He doesn't seem petty to me. No. He's not Cersei. He's not what? Cersei. Oh, I thought you were saying seriously. I no, was like, Cersei. What? He's not. He's not blowing up the kingdom just. To save his own ass, like he's no. he he's not doing that. Like he's he's just backing up his guy. That's all he's doing. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Not I, everything. Not everything has some hidden message or some weird meaning or any of that. Internet sleuths need to take a step back sometimes and just accept something on face value. And I know in this world that's extremely tough because yeah. there is a lot of bullshit out there. But in this case, uh, and and in a lot of cases with with good guys like Mikhail. I don't think this is some some weird secret message. Wink, wink. No. Read between the lines. But what I will say is, is, I think I think at the very least, Mikhail is acknowledging that there were other issues that prevented the Suns from reaching their peak besides Monty Williams, which I think we can all agree on. Yes. Like right. there's other things going on behind the closed door. And now wh whether that means you know CP3's role to have a Booker's role, DA's role, whatever could have been Robert Sarver. It, it, it could have been Robert Sarver. It could have been a it million other things. Like so, that's why it's hard to speculate on something like that. Yeah. And and I think you know what the baseline here is: he's defending his guy, he loves his guy, and they moved on. Well, and at the end of the day, too, like you, it's not only on a coach; it's on the players as well. And last year, when the Suns got bounced in the second round, Mikel Bridges was one of the first people to come out and say, "I should have been better. I put that on me. I was embarrassed by the way that we performed." You know what I mean? Like he will take that as well. Well, and everybody's looking at the money thing in a vacuum. There's a bunch of other moves that will still be made in this off season that likely will be. Some of the blame falls on those people that are no longer here that, that you make moves with. And Monty's just the easy one to assume everything's his fault because they fired him first. Well, you can't make trades right now very easily. So, I mean, that's part of it. Sorry. 
slide the, in the slide in the chest said, Saul, do you float? Why are the bottom of your shoes always so clean? <laughs> yes, he does. Huh? Seen it with my own two eyes. Can confirm. Uh, you know what's really cool? I told you you could get D-backs tickets on game time, but if you want to go see the D-backs twice, you could get tickets on game time and you could enter the Four Peaks Four Seats uh, giveaway that's happening right now. So one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. The tickets come with D-Bucks, so you can grab some food. And you also get an ice-cold Wowie or Hop Knot beer as well from Ooh. Four Peaks. And you can enter by going to at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram and clicking the link in their bio. Oh, Make sure you uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you drink responsibly. But anybody, any age, can go out and have some delicious food at their pub down in Tempe. Yeah. Also, if you're looking to spruce up your home, your office, your set, if you have one, FOCO has your back. Oh, They're oh, a leading oh. manufacturer of sports and entertainment <laughs> merchandise. They've got apparel, accessories. You'll see a whole bunch of FOCO products here at the PHNX offices. Now we're talking about more furniture. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right there. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they've got yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting foco.com and using the code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use that code PHNX for 10% off. Okay, so we're all going with Mon or with Mikel was just backing Monty, yes. a coach that he cares very deeply about. So we've got more coaching updates that do not include Monty Williams, but to maybe <laughs> be his replacement yes. here with the Suns. So Jake Fisher was on 98.7 today. And he talked about both Nick Nurse and Kevin Young. Let's first listen to what he had to say about Nick Nurse. Ended up being the Phoenix Suns head coach, which I, I think is definitely a possibility. I mean, Kevin Durant has been on record in the past, uh, dating back to his days with Brooklyn, that he's that Nurse gave him nightmares about how he was going to uh, scheme to guard him. Like I, I do think Nurse is a very viable candidate in Phoenix, and and being kind of considered to be the top name right now. That's how it sounds. Like, he's the one guy that's really, truly, from my understanding, involved in Phoenix and Milwaukee um, and Philadelphia. Um, I, I think he might be able to kind of leverage these opportunities and maybe even pick the job he wants, um, especially being that Milwaukee has – like formally move forward into this final interview process with him and Kenny Atkinson um, and Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin. So I'm curious if that accelerated pace with the Buck search will end up impacting Phoenix and Philadelphia. All right. So we keep hearing a lot more about Nick Nurse well, over the last couple of days. Like, like Jake Fisher said, you're going to find out quick because if Milwaukee is seriously interested in him, uh, and he wants Sun's job, you're going to have to make a move sooner rather than later. We talked about this yesterday. I, I'm, I'm not sold that Nick Nurse is the answer, but I, I'm intrigued. He has gotten over the hump. He won a title uh, in Toronto. I don't like the stuff about him having issues with the locker room because that's part of what, uh, what we're dealing with, you know, or what was the downfall of Monty Williams. Uh, but, you're going to know soon enough. But the fact that we haven't even heard interviews have happened with anybody for the Suns, including Nick Nurse, I, I don't know. Um, I I would agree. I think the Bucks and the 76ers are both on the on the hook for Nick Nurse. 
And if either one of them makes an offer, you got to think that the Suns are going to react some way. Some, something's got to happen because I do believe outside of Tyron Lue, Nick Nurse would, would probably be the, the next candidate. Option. Yeah. And I think for this franchise, that's probably the right move because uh, you can't – listen, with the other candidates that we've heard so far, they're very underwhelming. Um, I'm not going to put Kevin Young in that in that category because, A, we're going to talk about him here in a second, and also, B, he's a young coach. You don't know what he has. You don't know if he would be a liability or an asset. So I won't, I won't speculate on him. But all the other retreads, none of them excite me. Absolutely none of them do. Can I respond to a couple things? In yeah, the chat? I was just going to ask. One uh, can we go up to Colt's uh, comment about he says they should hire Drew Carey and Mimi. This is a deep, weird cut. This is from the Drew Carey show uh, sitcom from the late 90s. Where the hell are you coming up with that stuff, Colt? And then to the to people asking about Gambo shooting down Nick Nurse, he walked, he walked back. that back yeah, late last week saying mm-hmm. he can't yesterday, rule him out. Yesterday, he Did he walk it back, it back again yeah. even further? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, so yeah, Nick Nurse still uh, still in the running, uh, even in Gambo's mind. So. And then Chris Lopez asked, have the Suns even interviewed anyone yet? Seems like they're a bit slow in trying to snag someone. We haven't gotten any official word that interviews have happened. We did get word that they requested to be able to interview a couple of assistant coaches yeah. out there. Um, but I am curious about that too. Is it, are we just going to get all this information at once and they're keeping it really low key because we did get word that the bucks are in their final interview processes right now. So if you're the sons and Nick nurse is a legitimate option for you, are you just banking on the fact that maybe you can throw more money at him than Milwaukee would be willing to? Well, I think you're, I think you feel like it's a better job. The Giannis's futures in question there. Uh, you've got Book and KD here. Some roster flexibility is the assumption with some of the moves you can make. I think you just think you can offer a better job and you could outpay. Uh, but I think I would I not think, shock I think me. it would be intriguing, the idea, regardless of what their future together is, the Bucks and Giannis. As a head coach, I feel like it would be very intriguing to work with Giannis. I mean – yeah, I, I I don't remember exactly when his contract's up, if it's two or three years, but that's something a coach has to consider because the second you lose star players and you start losing games, you're out on your ass. Yeah, but you when know? you go to a team that has star players, your window of opportunity is smaller anyway. You get more leeway when you're with a rebuilding team than you are with a team that has superstars but you, on it. you got to remember Nick Nurse went through this already with Kawhi. True. Kawhi came there, they won a title, Two years later, he's out on his ass, or three yeah. years later. Like, but that's gotta, the nature of the NBA. I get it, but if you've gone through it, it's probably a thought in, in your process in, in picking a team. Now, it would not shock but me. But that could happen with the Suns, too. True. But it, it would not shock me if we don't hear anything about Suns interviews and we just find out there's a new coach. Yeah, I mean, I, that wouldn't surprise me James Jones operates in silence. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's he's done that his entire that's like his calling card. But does Ishbia? Ooh, I don't know. That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, at the end of the day, he's the one making the final decision, right? You'd, what we, you'd like to think so. But like we've seen, he can be a guy that he wants something, he acts on it as fast as he can. Saw that That's with KD. Fair. Boom, 24 hours, supposedly he pushed it through. So if there's a coach he has circled as the guy that he wants – 
and there's an impediment to it and you need to do it fast, we could wind up with that answer quick. Yeah. All right. So um, Jake Fisher also had some thoughts about Kevin Young, who is still technically a, a son's assistant coach. Here's what he had to say about him. I have a couple of thoughts on it. The first would be that in this current landscape where we're seeing team after team fire a veteran head coach just to kind of look at and bring in similar veteran head coaches who have also fallen short. Some, you know, such as Mike Budenholzer, who who has won a title. Um, you know, I, you know the, the term retread gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it just would be interesting and exciting to give a new first-time coach an opportunity, especially someone like Kevin Young, who him in particular and in Phoenix in particular – I've been told nothing but great things about how he was a key communicator between Monty Williams and the rest of you know, the basketball operations there, but certainly the players that he's got the support um, and the confidence of guys like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. So I think it would be a really interesting situation to have him be the ultimate guy. Um, and it would be, I think, a win overall for the league and for like the younger generations of the NBA's coaching fraternity who are trying to break into this, you know, realm of former head coaches that keep getting interviewed. This whole take strikes me as very odd. Like, information is coming from somewhere on this one. The idea that, oh, it's time for some of the old guard to go away. This would be a huge win for the NBA. Everything I've heard is, is, uh, you know, Kevin Young could be a next great coach. This screams to me. And maybe I'm 100% wrong, but this screams to me the Suns are trying to prime the pump that this might be the guy that you're bringing in. And and that, and that Jake Fisher is a vessel that's helping get that out there. That or he knows Kevin Young's agent real well, and he's trying to put the sell on. Because this is a very odd take to me. Sheesh. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that the, the NBA is – as a whole is re reimagining the head coaching position. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it, it, honestly, like I'm 43. I think it, it, it can be difficult in some regard to, to communicate effectively with a younger generation, you know, two decades younger than you. And when we're talking about guys like doc rivers and Mike Budenholzer, it's more than that because they're far older than I am. Um, And and I think there's some legitimacy to that. I think if you have a 30-year-old head coach, 32, 34, they can relate a little bit better to the players. Um, And more importantly, they can communicate more effectively because they don't have some of those those old-timey habits that a lot of us do um, at at my age and above. So I see some credence to it. And I wouldn't dispute Espo's point about kind of, you know, greasing – Greasing the wheels uh, to try and get people prepared for just in case that could happen. There's other coaches that are also um, in in the running that are a younger that skew younger as well. I think there's some legitimacy to that. And for me, honestly, like I don't want a Doc Rivers. I don't want a Mike Budenholzer. I'm I'm on the fence about Nick Nurse. But every other retread coach you want to try and pull in here to talk to, I don't give a shit about. I really don't want them at all because they haven't been able to prove that they can they can do things for a consistently long time. And the next coach I would like to think would be here for longer than four years 
Um, and so maybe you have to go young. Maybe you have to give a young guy a chance, like you, like uh, they did with Brad Stevens in Boston. They gave him a chance at a at a at a Butler. He was 32 years old when he got that gig with the Celtics. He ended up being there for a decade plus, and now he's their 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 president of basketball operations. Like I'd like to see some consistency from that position as well. I don't disagree with you on the wanting to go with the younger coach for all the factors you said. Uh, and I wasn't commenting on Kevin Young's ability even. No, no. Just to me, I've been around enough media people throughout the years and I can smell bullshit when I hear when I when I am around it and I can understand when something's a narrative is being pushed. And this very much felt like a narrative being pushed. But to your point, guys like Kevin Young eventually need to get their chance uh, and other guys and you need a younger voice sometimes, but the Suns have a very veteran roster right now, so I don't know how much that's in in their thought process right now. I do understand your thoughts all on a younger coach being able to relate and communicate better with players, but I think there is a line, too, where if you go too young, it creates almost a butting of heads, if you will, with some of the older guys on your team. And we do have some of those on our squad as it currently stands. I mean, Kevin Young. Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. I'm Kevin Young is definitely younger than, than uh, Kevin Durant. So. Yeah. so, and I feel like that could, I'm not saying it would, but I think it does open the door to have some sort of a pecking order kerfuffle or butting of heads, if you will. I, I could be wrong where it's coming from, too. There's another option. This could be coming from Suns players who really want Kevin Young as the guy. Could that be. really like him. And they're saying to Jake Fisher, this is the guy, you know, and because they have have stake in the game here. And if it's Katie, if it's Book that want Kevin Young, that's that's gonna be tough to go against too. Yeah. I don't know. This will be an interesting one, but it seems like Milwaukee's getting closer to finishing up their coaching search. So hopefully we at least get some news on the Suns here in the near future. Um, I haven't heard anything about Ty Lue since last week. Have you? Last yeah. time, last thing we've heard about Ty Lue is that he was talking to the Clippers last about week. His situation. About his situation. We he never got any He updates. doesn't want to be a lame duck head coach. Um, this is the final year of his deal. He wants some assurances that he's going to be around um, past PG and Kawhi because I do believe those two are also in the final years of their deal. I think they both expire at the same time. So um, if you're Ty Lu, you want some security, which I don't blame him mm -hmm. for. And, you know, hopefully he can get that either with the Clippers or maybe with us. I actually think nothing on the Ty Lu front is better for the Suns than something because if – the Clippers had this godfather offer that they made to him. You probably would already heard there was some kind of agreement. So, I mean, there's still hope on that front, but I'm not buying that that's going to be the guy. Emma, there was a comment just a little bit ago. Um, right there, Chris Lopez. Uh, Monty's entire shtick was that he was a great communicator. How could Young be better? First of all, uh, I think you could dispute the fact that Monty was a great communicator. I wouldn't say great by any stretch of the imagination. I think he might have been an effective, um, he might have been an effective communicator. But um, you know, you look at the DA example by itself. Like that's not communication if you ignore, you know, the elephant in the room for a, basically entire off season and even some of training crap. Like 
whatever. Kevin Young, again, like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and how effective Kevin Young is in terms of communication with players um, when you're not the one that's ultimately responsible for pushing the buttons. That's all Amani. Um, for all we know, the players could have learned a lot of different things from Kevin Young, um, and and that's why how he's made his shtick. Who knows? But I, well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame Kevin Young for the faults of Monty Williams is what I would say. And I also think there's always a lot of different dynamics. I mean, when you go back to Willie Green, he was also one of those guys who they talked about when he was with this squad here in Phoenix that Willie Green was the guy who could have the in depth hard conversations with the players and then go back and forth between players and Monty to kind of like bridge that gap, if you will. Not to say that Monty wasn't capable of doing it, but that Willie Green was better at doing it. And maybe Kevin Young is in a similar position. I I hate to keep going back to this, but haven't you guys had managers, the person that you directly report to, who's a good leader, but their boss is terrible, Mm -hmm. which causes issues. And it doesn't matter how good your boss is, right? (laughs) It doesn't matter how good your boss is. Maybe they can't break through and there's still problems. That could be the case here, too. I want Willie Green to come back. Oh, I was. I know it's a I pipe would, dream. It's never going to happen. I'd be all but, on board with that. Uh, Willie, just come back to Phoenix. Willie, come back. <laughs> well, uh, did you see what Hello said earlier in the chat? No. The little he song said, only, thing? Yeah, only if you use my song. It was uh, Kevin Young. I want to be Kevin Young. Oh, the Forever Young song. I want to be a Kevin Young. For Kevin. All right, listen, I'm not trying to get too, too far ahead of myself here because we've got a whole bunch of other things that will happen before this. 15 more Trade Machine Tuesdays before the season starts. Summer League is just around the corner. It's something to start thinking about now. I'm already packed. And, And so as you're thinking about it, just remember... That if you decide to drive to Summer League, Circle K is the best place to stop before you take off, whether you're driving to Vegas or back from Vegas, because they've got great great gas, they've got great drinks, and great snacks. We're talking iced coffee for $1.89, 12 packs of beer for $10.99, Red Bull and Monster to help keep you awake, not to mention the Polar Pops that stay colder longer. If you have not mixed Coke and Cherry of the Ices yet, make sure you do that. It's like a 70-30 Coke-Cherry ratio, top notch. And make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And just, you know, keep Summer League in the back of your head. I like to imagine that Lindsay's like Heisenberg at the machine trying to get that right ratio <laughs> to get the right flavor. All I'm saying is it can't Heisenberg be 50. Is. It's from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh. The teacher guy. The main Cooking one. the meth. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, it can't be 50-50 because the cherry is too strong. So it tastes more like cherry than it does Coke. But why not 27 and, you know, uh, 63? Like... Why you gotta be so specific, Espo? Oh, I don't know. Why was so particular here? Twenty-seven sixty-three equals ninety, but okay. Yeah, well then you got ten percent to go <laughs> go a second, a third flavor in. <laughs> That's why we... it can't be twenty-seven sixty-three. <laughs> 
When do we leave for Summer League? 37, <laughs> 63. In July. Whatever. I don't know. My favorite part was you were trying to catch I tried to do it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where I was going. He was like, yeah, you know, Jay's right. It's the 10% for the Jack Daniels you could put in there. You could, in theory, also say 10% because the slushies, they do kind of like expand as they get in your cup. So if you fill it to the top, it's going to overflow. Oh, yeah. Which so you got to have that 10% to give it room to breathe. Also, if you're going out to Vegas, oh, you should because the summer league is fucking awesome, even if the Suns don't have anybody to put out there. Uh, hey, hit number us up. 52, baby. Hit us up. Like, we're going to be up there for like a week mm-hmm. and it's going to be electric. Yeah, absolutely. Also, check out our friends over at OG's Brands. They have some really great products. The Aquaberry Sleep Edition Gummy, which is a CBN-THC 2 to 1 ratio to flavor your dreams. It helps with rest and relaxation. They have the Happy Balance Gummy, which is a CBD to THC 1 to 1 ratio, which is just like a perfect blend of the of the reason why they call it Happy Balance is because it's just a perfect mm-hmm. balance um, there. And right now they also have mixed bags. So you get fruits and cream flavors within this bag. So you get to try out a wide variety of flavors, watermelon, red apple, peach, blackberries and cream, orange a cream sickle and peaches and cream. And guys, pink lemonade is dropping on June Ooh. 21st, a new flavor. You can find them at your local dispensary or by visiting ogsbrands.com. Again, you do have to be 21 years or older and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, we're going to round out today's show with a little bit of fun. So Saul tasked us to come up with our wildest but still realistic prediction for the Suns offseason. Since I kind of spoiled your soul, you want to go first? No, I got to think of another one while you... Oh, you're going to go first? Well, should we talk about the one that you wanted to do originally and then we can circle back to you? Yeah, I mean, basically it was going to be trade for LeBron now, however that works out. Well, the math of DA and Shamit for LeBron works. Yeah. Yeah, the common sense of it doesn't, but <laughs> sure, the math does. You know Listen, what would happen? Wishful it, thinking, Espo. You know what would happen? You'd make that deal, and three games into the season, LeBron would go, yeah, I'm going to retire now. I, I can't I can't do this. I, thought LeBron, I feel like LeBron would retire before a season starts. I thought LeBron starts. had a player option that he could no, opt out he, of. He, uh, he wound up taking the extension, I believe. Did he? Yeah, I believe that okay. happened last year. Yeah, so LeBron coming to the Suns, to me, is the one that I keep going back to, mainly because of his relationship with James Jones. Now, mm-hmm. we saw LeBron, yeah, 40 points last night. He was terrific. He's one of the greatest players of all time, un- undisputed. But, again, like I think if you surround him with, with players that can get their own buckets, like the Suns would have with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I think LeBron's career could be extended and his production can still be maintained at where it is right now. If you ask him to come in and be that second player or or even that first, I think you're going to run into some issues because he's not able to take over games quite the way he used to be able to. And we saw that a couple of times during that sweep uh, by the Nuggets. So, yeah, I would would love LeBron to be on this team, but... um, yeah, so that was like my my one thing. Okay, so this is crazy, but is still in the realm of possibility. Yes. Right. All right, let's play this game. What you got us though? Trade Kevin Durant. Oh gosh. You think? You think that's a if, possibility? If you got that close look at him and you go, this dude may be on the Chris Paul path. 
He may be staring at that bathtub. Uh, maybe. I don't think it will happen. I don't think it is the answer. But you want it crazy, that could happen. That is a feasible thing that could happen. When Nothing precludes it. I was thinking it. like could happen, I was thinking like there's at least a 15 to 20 percent chance that it would happen. Not like nobody technically told me per- it could happen. Like this is a four percent percentage, right? Like uh, it would have to be you looked at something and you went nah, or Devin Booker went this dream was nice, but in in, in reality nah. Like but. I think maybe I think you could make the argument that that is a wild but realistic situation for next season, next off season. I feel like that would be insane if the Suns okay. saw KD for what twenty that some was odd the premise games. Premise of this though was well, crazy, but could could happen. You, okay, maybe you, I took. Well, I didn't go so, that far. Apparently, so, here's mine, and you're not going to like this one either. Well, if you didn't like that, <laughs> you're not going to like this one either. Um, somehow, some way, the Suns are able to trade not only DA, but CP3. And in doing so, they <laughs> end up getting Kyrie and James Harden all to recreate <laughs> Brooklyn Nets 2.0 here in Phoenix. Dear Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, are we bringing in Steve Nash to coach, too? Uh, can, he's can an assistant to Kevin Young. Can Lord. we make this clear? This was a thought experiment. Okay, I don't actually mine, think that's going to be like done. I feel like mine is actually more, it's wild, and I know it would piss a lot of people off, but I think there's a legitimate case that this could happen. And that's they run it back with the four, the four core that they already have. Oh. That DA and Chris Paul are still oh. on this team at the Brother. start of the season. I feel like if we're uh, talking percentages, oh. mine is the highest percentage of reality that also is wild as hell and would piss so many people off. Oh, my God. Again. Would it shock you, though? No. Oh I mean, God. because the thought would be we're not going to get anything for Chris. He's our best option at point guard. And the market for oh, DA the is market not for good D- enough. So we may we'll as well hang on to him. And try to up his value. Yep. No, I don't think that. I mean, that's not that's not insane. That, and I think it's in the realm of possibility. But when I, I like that hurts. So. When I heard when I heard this, I thought I thought, just, you know what? I, I'm Michael Keaton as Batman. You wanna get crazy? You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. Okay, when I you heard know? this, I was like, okay, it still has to be realistic. But what would hurt still, even if it happened? Oh, that's a twist of the knife. It's like, hey, we're all back and Kevin Young's a head coach. Twist. Like, no. Oh my god, I just I'm sorry, but I, that, is that even, really that it's not, it's not, it's, it, and I, man, it's hard to say this without coming off as being an absolute asshole, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and go for it. I don't want to see Chris Paul as the point guard of the Suns anymore. Okay. I don't. I don't. I, I've seen this record play three years in a row in all three records and broken at the end of the season. I'm kind of tired of it. Like, I need somebody that you can rely on in the playoffs for crying out loud. We could have won game two against the Nuggets. And, folks, if that happens, who knows? We might find a way to win this series after that. But, again, he got hurt at the most crucial of times, uh, just like he did a season ago, just like he did the year before. And it's just I'm tired of it. I And only for that. Like, I'm so sorry that Chris has horrible luck. And it is horrible, horrible luck. Mm-hmm. He is a tremendous point guard. He's a great humanitarian. He's a good person off the court. You can maybe debate whether or not he rubs his teammates the wrong way after a little while. But I'm 
I'm I'm tired of the experiment with Chris Paul and him not being able to come through in the playoffs. I'm I'm just I'm 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 ready to move on from that. So I don't want to see Chris Paul come back unless they have a viable backup point guard that is legitimate and can probably spot sometimes at the one or the two, uh, along with Devin Booker as well, like a Dejounte Murray might have been able to do a year ago, but we didn't pull the trigger on trading for him because James Jones doesn't pull the trigger for shit on anybody that's worth a goddamn. Well, the thing with Chris Paul, too, is... <laughs> Get it, it off your chest. <sighs> but okay. I, I'm right there with you because the thing with Chris Paul is, does his whole act and and going after guys as tough as he does work when he's not one of your top three players? No. 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 Especially People with like a like, young... Like, I don't away. think that our, our squad has that younger sort of mentality that you sort of see a little bit around the league. Um, but um, with younger players these days, they don't want to hear that from somebody who's on their way out. Like they understand that you're one of the greats and they respect that. But if you're no longer able to do what you once were able to do, it's not that they don't respect you. It's that it's just like, it feels like old man, get off my lawn when you're mm -hmm. being yelled at by somebody who's no longer able to produce in the way that they once were. And then you have this young guy who's like, I can do these things and I'm, yeah. I'm up and coming. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's where, always going to be that, that sort of like tiff between young and old. Yeah. Where were you when I was busting my ass against the Denver Nuggets uh, and we were trying to do something that nobody could do? Where were you? Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think that becomes the attitude when, when he's either not playing well or he's injured again. And that just doesn't work. You need, you need something different. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us today on this show. Happy Trade Machine Tuesday, everybody. Hopefully that'll hold you over until next week. But we will be back tomorrow. We'll have a show for you at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah, we have a super chat. Sorry about that one, Frank. My bad. Frank sent us a super chat and said, I think the Suns just need a solid Frank Kaminsky. This is 100% actually Frank Kaminsky. Did he's you gonna see Frank Kaminsky's Twitter beef the oh, other day? Yeah. Loved it. He's he's actually going to come on the show. We've talked with nice. him. He's going to come on the show. We're going to make it happen. And I will get to the bottom of if that's actually him in the chat. <laughs> we love Frank Kaminsky. Good guy. Good guy. All right. Meet us back here tomorrow, 3 p.m. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman, and you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Slow your roll. I wasn't actually suggesting they trade KD. You asked for something crazy. I gave it to you. Ahoy, hoy. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the